host, Paul Gannon, for the next hour. We're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you will get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call, 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. Send messages to the show on Twitter, at GoForItCant. Also, you can listen to us on Stitcher.com, iHeart.com, all these different places. GoForItRadio.com, all these different places to listen to this great show. Got a great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. And we're going to talk Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League, which is always an exciting time. But we're going to talk to Willie about that, get his thoughts on Wild Card Weekend. Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. Willie. Paul, how you doing? Doing well, you? Good, Paul. You know, just went on vacation, got to see the grandkids, and uh, made it back, did some babysitting so my daughter and her husband could get out the house and Spent time in Memphis with my sister and family for Christmas, so it was, it was a good it was a good trip. Happy New Year to you! Glad you enjoyed yourself. Tell you, and, and the last time, Paul, we went we we weren't that good at home, but we were three and five when we were seven and one on the road when we made it to the playoffs. And the Saints' last Super Bowl was in Miami, almost ten years ago. I think it was, was it, the two thousand. It is ten years ago. And the Super Bowl's back in Miami. I will say this: the Saints have played well outdoors on grass. You said they're seven and one on the road, and a little different offense. They they go up top a little more with Breeze. When 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 Bridgewater was in there, it was more ball control. Let's let's control it. Let's run the ball. Let's control the clock. Let's do the screens. It was a little more comp- a little confined, but when. When Drew Drew got back, it opened up the offense some more. So they have played exceptional on the road, and uh, I think that carries well the confidence with them going into the playoffs. Um, you know, I hope another receiver is going to have to step up because the uh, the tight end Cook has done a good job, but the uh, another receiver is going to have to step up in the playoffs, and they're just going to try to double Michael Thomas and take him out the game. And, and I just look at, I look at this football team, obviously thirteen wins. But unfortunately for them, you got the Packers who have 13 wins and also the 49ers that have 13 wins. This is a strong football football team when talking about the New Orleans Saints. And I just think it's going to be interesting. First of all, it's going to be interesting, but I just think this team has the look to me. And I just look at the past two years, how close they were, whether it was 2017 with the Minnesota Miracle and then last year, with the pass interference call that wasn't a pass interference call. That should have been a pass interference call. So you got those two things, and it's like this year it would seem that they would finally break through. It's going to be interesting. What did you say, Paul? Repeat yourself the last part of that. I'm saying looking at this team and, you know, all the things that they've been through, I would think this could be the year that they finally break through, all the heartache that they had. Yes, I agree with you. It's going to be tough. Whoever wins, 
So the scenario is, Paul, the Saints win the wild card. Would the second round be in New Orleans? The se- no, the second. They're on the road. Oh, they're on the road. They got to go to San Fran or they got to go to Green Bay? They would go, they would go to Green Bay. Mm. That's going to be a tough game, especially if the weather conditions are good, then it's better. But if it's, if it's a, a snowy day, a wet field, that's going to be a tough game with Aaron Rodgers. That would be a tough, tough game. If they get, I will say this, hopefully they get past Minnesota. And, I, and that defense, the defense is the difference. Paul, the defense has been playing a lot better this year. The defense is solid. They put pressure on the quarterbacks. They're doing a, they've done a great job this year across the board. But I will say the game, if they can get past the first, get past Aaron Rodgers, I think they make it to the Super Bowl. I think the tough deal is going to get past Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yes, that, that's going to be tough. That is going to be tough. I think they get by Minnesota. I don't think they have any issues this week against the Vikings. I think they get by this week against Minnesota. Green Bay is going to be interesting. And like you said, the weather. We'll see if the weather cooperates. If the weather cooperates and we have a clean situation, I think the Saints beat them. I, I, think, this, I think it could be the year of the New Orleans Saints after all, these, all this disappointment. And they've had some disappointment, as I've outlined. So I think this could finally be the year they break through, but we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll definitely see what happens, but I think this could be it. So based on what we're saying, you don't envision the Saints having much of an issue with the Vikings this week. It's going to be a tough football game. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the, the Vikings have some weapons. Are all the receivers healthy for the Vikings? Are healthy? I know uh, the one kid had a hamstring issue. I know Diggs is healthy, the, the one kid, Stephon, but the other kid, I know he has some issues. It matters which uh, quarterback shows up, uh, which cousin shows up, and I hope it's the one that's not that good. But the Vikings <laughs> are tough out. The Vikings are a tough football team. They got a lot of weapons. They got a lot of speed. They got, you know, I don't know about the running back if he's healthy, but I will say this, Kamar has gotten stronger as the years go, going on. I think he was hurt early in the season. I think he's healthy now. So you got a fresh Kamar back there. Uh, and, and Lamar, I, you know, I wish, you know, Mark was still there because I just like what Mark brings to the table, but he's not. You know, he's, he did a great job in Baltimore. But uh, I will say that uh, it's going to be a tough out for Minnesota, so it's not going to be a cakewalk. I think it's going to be a clo- close game. I think the second half, in the second half, the Saints pull away. And, and you, you're talking about Dalvin Cook. He was a full participant this week. So he should be good. To, he should be good to go. And Adam Thielen, he's back. So they have, you know, their playmakers. And the key to me is Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook has a solid performance, it's going to open things up in terms of the play action game for Kirk Cousins. So it's going to make it a little easier for him. So having Cook back is huge for the Minnesota Vikings. I just don't think I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I haven't believed in Kirk Cousins. Although he's played well this year, I just don't trust him. But he has played well. He has been solid this year. I don't trust him. I like the Saints in this game. I I think Drew Brees and those boys get it done. I think they move on. And I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think they're definitely going to win. I think think they're definitely going to be in control. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. 
to see what Minnesota team shows up. It's going to be interesting to see what Kirk Cousins shows up. That's going to be interesting. What Kirk Cousins shows up this week. That's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. So, so Willie, we look at Buffalo and the Houston Texans. Buffalo has beaten only one team that's been in the, that's in the playoffs. That's the Tennessee Titans. We look at this Buffalo Bills football team. Has a pretty good defense. You know, Josh Allen, decent runner, decent player. And the Bills have played well down the stretch here. And you got the Houston Texans. J.J. Watt is back. You got Deshaun Watson there in the mix. It is in Houston. I'm a little torn on this football game. I'm leaning towards the Buffalo Bills based on how they played down the stretch. But I can see the Houston Texans winning this game as well. How do you see it? I agree with you. I agree. I totally agree with your opinion of it. Uh, you know, and, and uh, Houston, I don't know. They didn't play the guy the last game. They didn't look good. Toward the end of the year, they didn't look as good. And uh, this Buffalo team is tough. They got some good weapons. If they're healthy, they got the, uh, a Beasley from Dallas. They got the other receiver. They got a running game. They got a solid defense. And I, and I, like, the, I like the quarterback, too. So I think it's going to be a good football game. I think uh, – uh, Houston picked up some real good players, but I, I agree with you. Uh, you know uh, how good and how productive Will Will uh, Watts be? He hasn't played in a while, so uh, I gotta lean. I gotta lean. I'm, I agree with you. I'm leaning a little bit toward uh, Buffalo in this one. Yeah, uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting contest because I I don't know how much I trust the Buffalo Bills to be honest with you. You know, just based on you know their schedule. And, you know, they, they definitely have benefited from a favorable schedule. But I, I think they're playing some decent football right now. And, and I'm, that defense, defense travels. We'll see if that defense travels to Houston. But I think I'm leaning towards Buffalo. I'm not completely 100% Buffalo's camp, but I'm leaning that way. It's going to be a decent and interesting football game. So we look at Saturday night. The New England Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. And, and I look at this Patriots team, and to me, you know, yes, they have Tom Brady. Yes, they have a good defense. Yes, they have Bill Belichick. Yes, they won 12 football games this year. But you got the sense with the New England Patriots, from my standpoint, just watching them. That's not the Patriots team we've seen over the years, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know how much I trust this football team. I think they'll have enough to beat the Tennessee Titans. But I don't see them going into Kansas City and beating the Chiefs. I don't see it happening. But I look at this Patriots football team, and it's Tom Brady. So it's hard to go against Tom Brady. But there's something offensively, you know, this team is just not the Patriots that we all know and love. Your thoughts on this game? You know, and, 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 and you t- you talk about the, the, the Tennessee Titans are a tough-minded football team. That coach was a great player for for Belichick. You know, I agree with you, and I I, I think the quarterback uh, uh, Tannehill got himself a job again. He's really played well and got himself a job. I just uh, the Patriots haven't looked good. Uh, uh, the the Edelman's been banged up all year. He's been dropping a lot of balls. You watch him. Those young receivers, sometimes they play, sometimes they don't play. I do like them because they're at home. But, but this Tennessee team, 
if if the running if the, if the if the kids help to the running back and they and that line gets after them, they can control the clock and get after them. I and, and I, I I think that coach because he played for them, you know that's going to help him too, and and he knows what they like to do, and he and he's gonna he's another one that takes advantage of your team weaknesses, and if they can get pressure on 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 Tom Brady with that front four, I automatically give the, the advantage to to Tennessee if they can rush the passer and get after him. But uh, I mean, some some about this Patriots team has been up and down. Uh, and I, 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 I'm not gonna go against them at home, though. I'm not gonna go against them at home. I, 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 I'm gonna give a slight advantage to the Patriots at home. Slight advantage to the Patriots. I, I, and that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at. I can't completely go against the Patriots at home, even though you look at the Titans and Ryan Tannehill. You know, the highest-rated quarterback in football, who's made some plays down the stretch here for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, this was a team. You know, at one point when Mariota wasn't playing very well, wasn't playing very well at all. You know, they insert Tannehill, and he played some big-time football down the stretch for this football team and ultimately put him in position to make the playoffs. And, and you look at some of their wins. I mean, beat the Chiefs, you know, that's a big win for them. You know, this football team, so they, they beat some decent football teams along the way and put themselves in position to be in the playoffs. So, Credit to Ryan Tannehill, who got an opportunity here in Tennessee, and credit to Derrick Henry and that football team and Mike Vrabel, excuse me. But I agree with you. I don't think it will be enough to beat the New England Patriots. I think they'll compete. I think they'll play hard. I think they'll play well. But I don't think it will be enough. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. So, Willie, at this point, just you know, going off the field, Jason Garrett, I mean, there was reports that he was fired, but at this point, it hasn't been officially said. It's not official. So at this point, he still is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Do you think, I mean, can you see any scenario? I mean, obviously it's Jerry, and Jerry's going to do what he wants to do. But do you see Ryan, not Ryan Tannehill, Jason Garrett coming back as the Cowboys head coach? I don't think you can bring him back. I don't think you can bring him back, and I think they're just weighing their all options right now. I think that's what this is all about. They're weighing their options because somebody's going to want in, want to come in there and going to want more control. So I just think it's a situation where they're weighing their options, and and maybe they're the coach they really want to get that that they don't want to let the bag out the hat until they get something secure. Maybe that's the situation, Paul. I don't know. But there's no way you can bring Jason Garrett back. He's been there nine years uh, with three out, three playoff appearances in the nine years. I mean, this team started off on fire this year. They've got some personnel. they got they got great, good personnel on both sides of the ball. Uh, I don't think the line played as well this year on on, on either side of the ball, but the, especially the offensive line-wise. And, and Zico never got going this year. And, uh you know, they paid some guys, and, and they still haven't paid Dak, and they haven't paid Amari Cooper. And I don't, you know, he's been a little banged up throughout his career. So they got a lot of tough decisions to make moving forward with, with personnel. And I just think it's time for a fresh start and get a fresh approach in there and somebody they can le- listen to. I do think I would go with the route of a defensive-minded head coach. You know, I know everybody's talking about the Oklahoma, the, the Oklahoma-Lincoln Riley, but – 
I mean, they don't play any defense, you know, unless he's going to bring a great defensive coordinator in there. Uh, that's going to be tough. They're talking about his scheme. I, I, I think I, I like if they're going to bring a, if they if they went the college coach route. I want a college coach that had a lot of experience. There's there's one everywhere he went, in 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 one in Florida, won another title at Ohio State. If I would go the college coach route, I would go after Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is, is got some going to walk in that locker room. He's been a great 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 coach on the college level. He's going to demand respect. So if it's me and I'm going the college route, if I decide to go that way, I think I would go with Urban Meyer over Lincoln Riley. Just because Lincoln Riley's a younger coach, hadn't had that much head coach of college experience, if it's me, I like Urban Meyer. And I just think, to your point, they just need a new voice. I think, I thought, you know, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles won the NFC East with nine wins. I thought Jerry Jones and that Cowboy organization gave Jason Garrett enough talent to win the NFC East, to win at least nine games. They gave them, gave him and that coaching staff enough talent to win at least nine football games. To do anything other than that, I think it's unacceptable. I'm just shocked that Jerry hasn't pulled the trigger at this point. But, you know, it's just unacceptable to me that they, that Jerry – would even think about it at this point. Still think about it in, in well, terms of Jason Garrett. I, I think it's about control, Paul. I think it's about can Jerry bring somebody in there and still have the input. I mean, Jerry, what is Jerry? Turn, he's about to turn seventy-eight years old. You know, you gotta, you can go to the games and and be around, but you know, it's, it's just like it's just like it's just like nothing against this, but. Remember last year when the Lakers, when Magic took over and Rob Palenka? You always saw Magic and Rob Palenka, Magic and Rob Palenka. Well, this year, Magic's not there. You never see Rob Palenka. It's about right. the basketball team and the basketball players. It's not about the people in the front office. And I think that's where it's got to turn into. If you want to show Jerry up in his suite during the game, fine. But I think it needs to be this head coach that comes in, needs to be the head coach and he needs to be the voice of the football team. You can't have your owner as the, as the voice of the football team because it undermines the head coach. So if you got to bring a head coach in there, you got to give him more authority, and he might tell you, look, you need to step away and let me take over this football team and let the guys listen to me. They can't have two voices in the ear because then they're not going to respect the head coach. And I think some of that's what's going on. Yes, and you look at it, it's almost like Jerry – should not be seen. You should just, you know, you just, just stay in your owner's box. Don't come down after games, doing interviews and things of that nature. And just let somebody come in. Like what he had with, with Jimmy Johnson in a lot of ways. You know, he had, that was the last guy that you thought, well, Bill Parcells was there at one point as well. But that whole relationship with Jerry and Jimmy, the way that fell apart, that should have never been. And, you know, I just look at Jerry and it just, it seems like obvious, not seems like, it, it, it's very obvious that he wants a level of control. So we'll see who he brings in or if he decides to just stick with Jason Garrett and move forward. I, I can't, you can't do it. imagine can't do him it. doing they, that. They, 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 they're not going to listen to him. They're not going right. to listen to him. They, they, are, they already brought in the guy to tweak the offense and early in the season it worked well. They already, right. they already tried that. I mean, so... So, you know, you tried that. I mean, I don't know. Did they, who, did they have another D coordinator? I remember they had that young black they D had coordinator a, uh, last year. Did they lose him? Chris Richard, who was 
like the passing coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had Marinelli there as well. So it, they just, I don't know what they're going to do, but it, logically, it, it, the logical thing to do in this situation to me would seem like is to obviously get rid of Jason Garrett, but we'll see what they do. They still haven't decided. A lot of smoke around, but at this point, they haven't pulled the trigger. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rose. So, Willie, let me ask you this. Jameis Winston. I mean, the numbers, over 5,000 yards passing, 33 touchdowns, but 30 interceptions. And a lot of picks, too many big turnovers. You can't. You can't, I don't, I don't, you know, I think, I think the kid, I think something's not right with, you know, mentally there. I, I don't think it's nothing personal. I think it's something not right mentally. Uh, if you want to bring him back at a reduced salary, I bring him back at a reduced salary, you know, maybe $10 million, Paul, but I got to bring somebody else in there to push him. I got to bring somebody in there to push him so I know I got a reliable backup. Like uh, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, the way he played the second half of the season is amazing at his age and the way he went in there and beat the Patriots. But I got to bring a reliable backup in there to put pressure on James to play at a certain level. So if you want to bring him back at a reduced salary, hey, if he wants to walk, he wants to walk. But it's time to go in another direction. Because he played so well in spurts, you bring him back, but I got to bring somebody in there that's going to motivate him, that's going to push him, that's a real good quarterback. So if the wheels start falling off, if he keeps throwing those picks, he's going to lose the defense. He's going to lose the team. So guys are not going to respond because every time they go out again, they'll be like, okay, we know he's going to throw some touchdowns. We know he's going to throw some picks. And sometimes he played great. He played great against the teams on the road. He did. But it's too many. It's too inconsistent for, at this point. He's been in the league, what, Paul, five years? He's playing too, yeah, too, too erratic. He's, going, he's been in the league long enough, to, to, and he's been playing and starting long enough to correct this. So I got I, I to gotta, I gotta bring him back at a reduced salary, and I have to go and bring another quarterback in. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it, it's, it, it, there's talent there, obviously, but 30 interceptions. You expect that out of a rookie. That's That's – what you expect out of a rookie. You don't expect a, a, a quarterback that's been in this league four years to throw to throw 30 picks. That's a lot. And he, was, and he was throwing them early in the game. It's like he threw one or two picks, and then he would start playing better. It was like every week, though. Yes. I mean, it's just – Every week. It, 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 it's almost – it's unacceptable at his stage. You know, it, it's just – it's unacceptable. And, 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 Paul, they talked about him in Florida State. You remember how accurate he was? And they said he barely even throw interceptions. He barely threw incompletions. Some of those practices in Florida State, they used to talk about how great he would throw the ball and how he wouldn't turn the ball over and how he would go practice and wouldn't even, wouldn't even throw a drop pass. So, I mean, I mean, I don't understand it because he was so good at Florida State. I mean, they're throwing the ball. I mean, he fumbled the ball a little bit, even back then when he runs around and fumbles it. But I used to hear him talk about how well he would throw in practice and wouldn't turn the ball over and stuff. I mean, so, like you said, at this stage, I mean, sooner, you know, you can blame it on somebody else. You got a new coach, you got a new system. But, you know, that's a quarterback's coach, too. You can't, you can't, 
you know, sooner or later you gotta you gotta know when to say when. So I, like I said, I would bring him back at a reduced salary. I'm not gonna pay him another twenty million. Uh, not not after that. I can't pay him twenty million for thirty interceptions. No, it's just it's an excuse. It's inexcusable. Five years in the league. I said four. It's five years in the league. It's inexcusable to have thirty interceptions in one season. Your fifth year in the league. I mean, you look at his rookie year as a rookie. He threw fifteen picks. Yeah. So that's just it's unacceptable. The five thousand yards are great. The thirty three touchdowns are great. But my goodness. The yeah, thirty but, interceptions. But, but, but Paul, how much of that five thousand yards is coming when the game's out of reach and, and he's just throwing the ball around when they're down? How many of those games were those were those are like trash yards where you just you know, you're right. down and you're just trying to you're just trying to score a touchdown and trying to score and and do how many of those touchdowns? How many of those yards were trash yards? I probably say about a thousand of those yards were trash yards. They, the game was already out of hand, and, and he just right. out there playing, winging it. And some of the it, picks were too, probably. But so, but you know, but the problem is, it's too many turnovers. Period. You can't win with that many turnovers. And and no. how many fumbles? How many fumble on top of that? How many balls did he lose fumbling the ball? You know, nine how many turnovers. turnovers? Nine. So you're basically responsible for forty turnovers. Forty. So it's it's just your it's plus minus is not it's not going to be good with forty turnovers in sixteen games. You can't win you by can't your win quarterback by one player. Yeah, you can't win. You can't win with a quarterback who turns the football over the way he turns the football over. It's, it's just not winning football. It's just not successful football. You cannot win when your quarterback does what Jameis Winston did in twenty nineteen. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what Tampa Bay decides to do. I know Bruce Arians says, you know, he can win with any quarterback. So, you know, we'll see if he can pull that hey, off. You know what? You know what? I wouldn't see I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick went back to Tampa where he was and then they draft a quarterback and let him sit a year and learn or this either they bring What's call it back at a reduced shot Jameis, or you go pick up a veteran quarterback and you draft a quarterback and you let him sit and understudy, you know, to learn for the for the year, and then you let him take over. So if the Jameis comes back at a reduced role, reduced salary, and they still draft the quarterback, which which he's not going to be happy, or 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 that might motivate him, Paul. So he he can go either way. I'm gonna draft the quarterback. I'm gonna let you start. I'm gonna let him sit behind you, but so he knows the pressure's on. So either 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 he's gonna rise to the occasion, or he's not gonna rise to the occasion, and we're gonna put somebody else in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. And you know, the guys, you know, reportedly, reportedly, James Winston wants thirty million a year. And so no, he, he wants thirty million a year. I'm not giving Jamin Winston. I'm not giving him twenty, Paul. I'm not right. paying him twenty million a year. Like I said, if he if he wants thirty million, nobody's gonna give him thirty million, so he can walk. Somebody wants to give him thirty for if if and if they do, if they would give him that, it would be on a one year deal to see what he does. But I don't see anybody giving him thirty million. I, I I'm not giving him. He made a he made twenty million this year, which was a lot of money. A lot of people didn't couldn't believe that they paid him the twenty he got this year when they when they picked up the fifth year option. You know, however that worked out. But 
like I said, I'm a drafted kid, and then I'll bring a veteran in to pay him ten, or somebody like somebody like Bridgewater. Well, you know, Bridgewater wants to start. Well, then you bring in somebody. I re- I rather see them bring in somebody like Bridgewater, give him fifteen twenty a year, and, and give him a four or five year deal, and give Bridgewater a deal, and let Bridgewater take over the team, and then and then draft draft the kid behind him. I would rather do that than, than bring James back. At least at least you know Bridgewater is not gonna turn the ball over like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just unacceptable. And, and just make sure I quote it, uh Bruce Arians right. He said, quote, if we can win with this quarterback, we can definitely win with another one too. So that's what he said. So I just look at this team, they won seven games this year. Could you imagine if Jameis Let's just say cut that in half, or in half. you know, cut that uh, in third. That's that, that, that's a ten-win team, uh, uh, Paul. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy, but we'll see what happens. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rose. So Willie, let's look at Sunday's games. Um, you know, obviously you got the Philadelphia Eagles against the Seattle Seahawks. I look at the Philadelphia Eagles at this point. They struggled to get into the playoffs, but they won their final four games. Granted, it was all against the NFC East. Granted, the NFC East is not that great, but the Philadelphia Eagles were a banged-up football team, and being as banged up as they were, they were able to get into these playoffs. I look at this football team, and I look at the way the Seahawks are playing right now. I think the Eagles can beat them. I like the way Carson Wentz is playing. He's playing at a, a very high level. He is carrying this football team. This uh, where, is the first where's the game at? Playoff action. Where's the game at? Philadelphia. And Paul, I got to give a little shout out to the kid. I went and met uh, uh, the preacher at our church. Tom Mullins' coach told me to go talk. I went and talked to the uh, to the little. Uh, uh, Bible deal before they played the Dolphins and went out there and laid that in against the Dolphins, but I did meet with the team. I have to give a little shout-out to Byron, uh, Brian, Byron Scott. That little sucker from La Tech has really showed up and played very well for that team. Oh, oh Boston oh, Scott. Uh, he, he, yeah, huh? Boston Scott. Boston Scott has really played good for the Philly. And, and, uh, he got he was drafted by New Orleans, and they, he was on practice squad, and Philly got him, and and I got to give a lot of credit to Boston Scott. The way he's played and matured and, and, and played down the stretch was, was excellent. Uh, I think he's earned a spot. And I will say that uh, I agree with you. The team has picked it up. They've gotten back on the roll. Now, what about the receivers? Are, are some of them coming back? Or are they the big boys? Some of them are out for the year, right? What about, going, what about Deshaun uh, and, and the other going, receivers? Alshon Jeffries going, Deshaun Jackson going, Zach Ertz possibly may play, but it, it's up in the air at this oh, point. Oh, but Deshaun's going, and, 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 and what's the other receivers going? Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey's going, uh, okay. Nelson Aguilar going. Uh, I, give the, I, I, I agree with you. It's going to be a tough, tough game. Seattle's a tough team. I like the way Philly's played down the stretch. Seattle's been playing back and forth. They've been a little inconsistent. I'm giving the advantage, because, I'm giving the advantage to Philly at home. Okay. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, the last time these two teams played was in the regular season in Philadelphia. And the Eagles, you know, they were able to move the football 
in that game, but they just struggled with turnovers. And Carson Wentz had probably his worst game of the season against the Seahawks the last time they played those boys. So I think Carson Wentz plays a lot better. I, I just think th- they'll get they'll do a lot better, and I think it'll be enough for the Philadelphia Eagles to get it done. So let me ask you this. You know, obviously this is a wild card round, and the playoffs have just gotten underway. You know, just as we go through these playoffs, who are you leaning towards? For me, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs and the Saints. Those are two teams that I'm leaning towards in terms of the Super Bowl. How are you looking at it at this point? I'm leaning with the Saints. It's going to be tough for the Chiefs to go in there and beat Baltimore. If anybody can do it, it will be the Chiefs. But it's going to be a tough out going up there dealing with the Baltimore Ravens. It's, just, it's, it's going to be tough. But he's young, inexperienced. That Chiefs defense, Teron Matthew, Jones, uh, Clark, the, the pass rusher they got from Seattle, those guys have stepped up and they've been playing ball. i got to give a lot of credit to, to the Chiefs. The, I mean, Tyler Hill and the other little kick returner, all pro. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be tough to beat Baltimore at home. It's, like I said, but I'm, I'm leaning with you. I'm leaning with the Saints, uh, and, and it's, it's Baltimore, Kansas City. I got the Super Bowl, so I, I don't know how to call that one because they got to go okay. to Baltimore. I, I just, I, I think, and it's tough. It's definitely tough because Baltimore playing some big time football, but there's regular season, there's preseason, and there's the playoffs. And this is Lamar Jackson's first taste of the playoffs. So I'm interested to see. I'm not saying he's going to lay an egg in the playoffs. I just don't – I'm interested to see, you know, what – how well he plays in the playoffs because, I, you know, it's another animal. It's another step up. And in terms of uh, Patrick – well, we saw Lamar Jackson last year in the playoffs, but we also saw him struggle in that game last year in the playoffs. But I look at Patrick Mahomes. I look at this Chiefs team. I thought they should have been there last year. The two teams that I'm leaning towards, I thought they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. I, I really thought the Chiefs should have been there, and, and I really thought that the Saints should have been there. So, I don't know. I, I'm I agree with you, but, 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 but the, the Ravens are better. They got they drafted the young the other kid, Ferguson from La Tech. Uh, Marcus Peters is all pro. The other safety's all, the other corner of safety is all pro. They got Mark Ingram in the backfield also. The, 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 that offensive line is very good with the Ravens also. The Ravens have gotten – they got Hollywood Brown. They, the Ravens have gotten better. So it's going to be a tough out because they are a better football team. And Lamar Jackson is that X factor because he's basically a dual threat. He's a quarterback slash running back. He's not just a running quarterback. He's a running back. And if you slip up, He's going to kill you with big plays with his feet, and he's accurate throwing the ball. That's the problem with him. RG3 couldn't throw the ball like him, and he couldn't run like him. And RG3 had already torn his ACL in college. This kid is rangy. He's he's deceptively fast and quick. He knows how to get away from some of those hits. He takes more hits in the pocket than he does running the ball. This kid is something we haven't seen, a quarterback that throw. 30-some touchdowns and rush. How many yards? Rush for over 1,000 yards this year. So what he brings to the table, and I just think he's so confident right now, and I think Mark Ingram coming there 
help bolster his helping this kid. So it's not always Paul. You look at him in that year last year, where they've added some veterans, they've added some real good players, they've added some guys that have been in the league four or five years to help boost this kid and let him know you are the man now, and now you are the one who can, can who can uh, who can take this game over when you when you get ready. You can take it over, Lamar, and Patrick Mahomes can take it over too. See, that's where it's going to this, – this is going to be a battle between them that's going to go on for the next decade. It's going to be the Chiefs, and I think it's going to be the Ravens, and they're going to be competing with each other for a time. I think the Tom Brady era has been great, but Belichick is like anybody else, Paul, just like back in the, 50, in the 60s when, 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 when USC and them teams used to come down to play Alabama in these schools and them brothers used to come in there and started, started seeing that speed. Uh, you know, uh, you know. I don't know what happens with Tom, but you know he's 42 years old, and, and these dual threat quarterbacks are, are are the way the NFL's going. Yeah, those guys are definitely the future. And those guys, we could have you know the 21st century version of Brady versus Manning. You know, with with those two boys, you know they could be going at it like you said for years to come. Those two guys going at it hard. I mean, those two very talented quarterbacks, two very talented players, those boys could be going at it, like you said, for years to come. And and I'm interested. And with I hope black quarter, with black yeah. quarterbacks, it isn't Doug Williams smiling right now. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's gonna be those two boys. I think they're gonna be in the AFC championship game, these two teams. It's gonna be an interesting football game. I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. I really am. I think that disappointment that they tasted last year will motivate this football team. And I think it's going to motivate this football team to maybe take that next step, which is the Super Bowl. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's definitely going to be fun. How about if, you know, we're in the NFC. You know, I said I was leaning towards the Saints. If you... I mean, if you look at the NFC, I don't know how much I believe in San Francisco, even though they went into New Orleans and beat the Saints. Green Bay, I think Green Bay, you know, they're very – I think you can beat that football team. They don't scare me. But other than New Orleans, is there another team for you in terms of the NFC that could beat the Saints or might beat the Saints? Is is it the Packers? The Packers are the ones that scares me. The Packers – at Lambeau Field, it's the Packers. Aaron okay. Rodgers is going to play big. Aaron Rodgers, he's one of the best to ever do it. That's going to be the classic match of him versus Drew Brees. The Packers scare me. Okay. And, the, Packers yeah, scare me more than the, the Packers scare me more than the 49ers. I'll say that. The, the okay. tight end made some big plays. That game was a shootout in New Orleans. It was, they want, they, that game, if they play the 49ers, won't be like that again. And, and sometimes you don't know which, which – uh, Garoppolo, you're going to get, but the Packers scare me more than the 49ers. Okay. And, and that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun NFC playoffs. It's going to be a fun AFC playoffs, and we'll see where it all ends. And you, you're going to go out on a limb and, and, and give a prediction? For who? For In terms of who's going to go to the Super Bowl, who's going to win it? No, I'm not going to do that this week, bro. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds good. Willie, appreciate it, man. 
Enjoy your new year. All right, you you too, man. Enjoy, enjoy your time, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great 2020. This is this is the year of blessing for for us, Paul, for you, Paul, and your family. So I'm looking forward to uh, doing things right, and it's a year of blessing coming to you and your family in 2020. Appreciate it, appreciate it, and I, and I wish right. the same to you and yours. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. So, Hall of Famer Willie Rose. So hopefully. No, he's right. Hopefully this is a blessing. Um, no, I receive it. I receive it, and we move from there, and we enjoy the blessings of 2020. Follow us on Twitter, at go for can Like us on Facebook, at go for radio and support all the great things going on with the great podcast, Go For It. For everybody here at Go For It, we hope you enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We hope you have a good day. See you later. Take care. Bye.